Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Scott George, your announcer for the third Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will be delivering today's message. Assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Sletton, organist Miss Courtney Sletton, acolytes are Lisa Vaught and Sadie Bennett. Today's order of service is at trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast is Today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry well, good morning, everyone. of Trinity Lutheran Church. Welcome to worship this morning. Uh, it's great to be with you all here to receive God's gifts today of word and sacrament. I uh, just got back yesterday from our LYF trip to St. Paul, Minnesota for the Higher Things Conference. It was a very good conference. Um, I came back early uh, so that I wouldn't be rolling into Freistad at like 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. Um, and then uh, uh, need to, be, of course, be here for worship. So I came back yesterday, and our youth are on their way back uh, today. So please keep them in your prayers uh, for safe travels along the way home as well. Uh, let's stand and greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people or someone that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. <clears throat> Today's order of service is at trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. As you are taking your seats, let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we are thankful this morning that your word, your gospel, is what has called us here today. Yes, Lord, to worship, but most importantly and most especially to receive from you, to be served by you in word and in sacrament. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, Lord, we pray, give us a zeal for your house of worship. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. So we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us.
Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn is, My Song is Love Unknown, hymn 430. Stanzas 1 through 4, hymn 430, stanzas 1 through 4. steadfast love, O Lord, 
Let me hear what God the Lord will speak. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness will go before him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, author and giver of all good things, graft into our hearts the love of your name and nourish us with all goodness, that we may love and serve our neighbor. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from Psalm chapter 16. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of our Lord. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Their voice has gone out to all the earth. At this time, I'd like to invite all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Please also bring up your offering, your mighty mites as well. Children's message today is entitled The Many Names of God. It's by Pastor Jake. Good morning. How are we today? Good. Good. Okay. Um, What we're going to be talking about today in the sermon that is coming up in just a few moments uh, is different names or titles that God has. Now, as you know, God has lots and lots of different titles, right? Jesus is sometimes called the Good Shepherd. Okay. Uh, The Father, his name is Yahweh. Okay. God is known as the great I Am. The Holy Spirit is known as the great helper. Okay. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has lots and lots of different names 
uh, entitles ways for which people describe him. And what we're going to be talking about in the sermon today is a text from the prophet. His name is Ezekiel. And these are some of the ways in which Ezekiel describes God. Uh, he describes God as, uh, as a, well, you know what, let's just read it because it's not that long. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from a lofty top of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the topmost of its young twigs a tender one, and I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel will I plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. And under it dwell every kind of bird in the shade of its branches, of every sort will nest. And all the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree and make the low tree dry up, the green tree, and make the dry tree flourish. I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it. So there are some of the, of the some perhaps some different ways in which God is described. He is described as, uh, as shade. Okay. He is described as, as a nest. Okay. Uh, he is uh, uh, described as the one who is doing the planting. Okay. So God has lots and lots of different things for which he is known by, different um, titles that he has. And the most important one, of course, that we know that God has been given is, of course, that of Savior, the one who has died on the cross, for our sins, whose blood has completely covered us, and we are washed clean, made whiter than snow. We are perfect in God's eyes. You and I are perfect in God's eyes because, uh, because Jesus himself was perfect. And for that, we call him Savior, and for that, we thank him. And so let's do that now. Will you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being the Savior of all of us. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading is taken from Galatians chapter 5. The Apostle Paul writes this, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you were not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, 
fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered the village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. And they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, to another, he said Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of our Lord.
all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is from Ezekiel chapter 17, the text that was just read with the children here. And I will read it again so that we remember. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the topmost of its young twigs a tender one, and I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel will I plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. And under it will dwell every kind of bird. In the shade of its branches, birds of every sort will nest. And all the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree and make high the low tree. Dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. Thus far the text for this morning. I believe that I have used this opening metaphor before, so those of you who have heard it, bear it with me, but it always brings to me a chuckle, so we're going to say it again. In my grandma's house, on the right side of her refrigerator, next to the sink, was a poem. And this poem, like many things in her house, had been there since before I can remember. It's one that I'm sure that some of you have heard before. It's called God is Like Coke. And here it goes. God is like Coke. He's the real thing. God is like General Electric. He lights your path. God is like Bear Aspirin. He works wonders. God is like Hallmark Cards. He cares enough to send the very best. God is like Tide. He makes us clean. My favorite one, God is like VO5 hairspray. He holds through all kinds of weather. God is like Dial Soap. Aren't you glad you know him? Don't you wish everyone did? God is like Sears. He has everything. God is like Alka-Seltzer. Try him. You'll like him. God is like Scotch tape. You can't see him, but you know he's there. God is like the U.S. Post Office. Neither rain, nor snow, nor sleet, nor ice will keep, you, will keep him from getting to you. And throughout the scriptures... The Bible uses metaphors in order to describe what God is like. As I mentioned to the children just a few moments ago, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. Those of us who were in the adult Bible class this morning, we went through Luke chapter 15 in which Jesus calls himself that. He calls himself the good shepherd. And when he goes and finds the one lost sheep, and after he has left the 99 behind, The shepherd doesn't just try to coax the sheep back. The shepherd doesn't sort of tie a leash around his neck. No. Jesus, the good shepherd, takes the sheep and throws it on his shoulder and takes it back with him to the rest of his sheepfold. Jesus describes the Holy Spirit, too, as the wind when he is talking to Nicodemus about what it means to be born again. And the Father is described, of course, as our Heavenly Father. 
the Creator, the great I Am. Now, the word of the Lord to us this morning is from Ezekiel, and it gives us three specific metaphors of what Jesus is like. Now, it is important to point out this fact first, because it is the lens for which the metaphors that we look at should be seen through. Jesus is how God brings about his kingdom. If you look at the Scriptures, and if you specifically were to read the Gospel of Luke from beginning to end, you will see this very, very clearly. Because in the Gospel of Luke specifically, it is all about restoration. God's people have ruined it, and Jesus, God himself, is the one who is restoring it. Making the blind see, making the mute talk, and making those with sin forgiven. So Jesus is how God is bringing about his kingdom. Jesus is the one who brings peace, as we said, restoration of creation, and most importantly, the reconciliation of the relationship between ourselves and God. From Ezekiel, verse 22, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will take a shoot from the very top of a cedar and plant it. I will break off a tender sprig from its topmost shoots and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. So from Ezekiel, we know that it is God himself who will bring about the kingdom of God. It is God himself who will bring about this reconciliation and forgiveness and mercy. So from Ezekiel, this is how we know this. And now from the Gospel of Mark, verse, and now from the Gospel of Mark, in which Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven being compared to a mustard seed. He says, it is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground, yet when, it, when, yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. And now this is what Jesus Christ is like. First, we see God de- describing him as this tree, as this place where birds of every kind will find a nest in it. Now, When you think about a place to nest, what do you think about? I don't know about you, but when I think about nest, I think about those birds that were, were, where's my my house? Over here. Those birds that at the time there was this, on on on, on the outside, on the porch, there was this light, and inside of this light there was this really convenient place for these birds to make a nest. And every time that I would try to take the nest away, they kept coming back and building a nest again and again and again and again until finally I found one of my son's dinosaurs and I stuck the sucker in there and I never saw the bird again. It worked. What also worked was that uh, Walt at that time, who was on the trustees, found me a light fixture that I don't have to worry about birds planting their nests on my porch anymore. But I digress. So when you think about a nest, what do you think about? Among the many things that cross my mind when I asked myself this question, I kept coming back to the fact that a place, that a nest is a place to find a home. And while you find and receive a lot of things, the one that you find the most of, in my opinion, at home, is a place of rest. And this is very fitting when we talk about Jesus because listen to what he says in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. In Jesus is rest. 
Rest that as, we've, that as we see in verse 29, immediately following is for our souls. And so I ask you this morning, are you at a point in your life where your soul is restless? Is there something happening that is causing it to be restless? Perhaps a loved one has recently passed away and you really miss them. Perhaps you're really concerned about a family member or a close friend that is in some kind of trouble. Perhaps you've gotten laid off of work and you still haven't found a job yet. Well, rest assured, pun intended, that Jesus is where you can find a nest, where you can find a home, where you can find rest. The next image that we see in our text from Ezekiel of Jesus is that of a shelter. Here is the rest of verse 23 from Ezekiel. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. And so now let's think about a shelter. What images or thoughts come to mind when you think about what a shelter is or does? For me, when I think about a shelter, I think about a place that is a refuge. When I think about what a refuge does, well, I think about three things. Number one, a place to find protection. Number two, a place to find safety. And number three, a place to be renewed. Now, in regards to the first two, protection and safety, Think of the words of Psalm 46, probably my favorite psalm. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And now listen to the next incredibly vivid words. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Nations are in uproar, Kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. The psalm tells us how Jesus is our refuge. That even though the mountains fall into the sea, though the nations are in uproar, though the earth gives way, though our lives may seem to be falling apart, even though it seems that the world is against us. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Jesus, Emmanuel, whose name literally means God with us, is our shelter. And in Jesus, our shelter and our refuge, we also find that we are renewed Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31 say this, The Lord is the everlasting God. He will not grow tired or weary. He gives strength to the weary. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And so if our hope is in the Lord, if we shelter in Him, the Bible promises us that we will be renewed. So much so that we will soar on wings like eagles, that we will run and not grow weary, that we will walk and not grow faint. Do you feel drained? Do you feel like you have nothing left to give? If your hope is in the Lord, 
child of God, be assured and consider yourself sheltered. Consider yourself renewed. And finally, we come to our last image of Jesus, that of shade. We see this in both the Ezekiel text. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches as well as the Gospels. The plant will have such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. How many of you, when in the heat of summer, when you're either you're going to the mall or some other place that has a very large parking lot, and you look around and it's hot out and the sun is blazing down on you, and you're looking around and there's not a tree to be found to park your car underneath. That the birds of the air, it says, can perch in its shade, because the branches of this plant, Jesus, will have such big branches. And so what does shade do for us? It protects us from the heat of the sun. And there are a few times in Scripture where we do see this description of God. The first is in Exodus chapter 13, where here God is guiding the Israelites away from Egypt by being a pillar of cloud by day to block the sun from blazing down on them and a pillar of fire by night so that they not only can see their path, but so that they can see everything that is in front of them. The second is the most descriptive of what God as shade means for us. This from Psalm 121. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Jesus is our shade, and that means that he will watch over our lives, that he will keep us from all evil. Evil is the proper way in this verse to translate harm. Paul talks in Ephesians about the flaming arrows of the evil one, Satan, and those arrows that are temptations, arrows that twist our opinions of people, arrows that cause husbands and wives to constantly be at each other's throats. Arrows that cause parents to exasperate their children. And just like the cloud protected the Israelites from the hot desert sun, Jesus, our shade, protects us from Satan's flaming arrows. But the text from Ezekiel isn't done yet, because the best verse is the last verse. I, the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it. You see, the Lord has promised us that he will be and is all of these things to us, his people. And his promise was sealed in the blood of his own son. Because when Jesus was crucified, he declared the sweetest words the world would ever hear. It is finished. Your sins forgiven. Satan's arrows defeated. Our home found, our refuge with us, our shade covering us and his promise to us kept. In the words that you will hear in just a few moments, this is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shed for you, for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And when his body and blood touches your lips, you are then shown the promise that has been kept, that he is our place to find home, he is our sheltered, he is our shade, And he will continue to be these things for us. And he promises to never stop. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand.
We now recite together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under the Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge. Please be seated. It is at this time that we will gather our tithes and offerings. And the pew that you are in is a, a red signing book. And whether you are a member or a guest with us, we would very much appreciate if you would fill that book out. Uh, guests, if you would uh, be so kind as to leave us some way to be able to get into contact with you, to thank you uh, for being a part of our worship service here, to here today and joining with us in our worship of our Heavenly Father. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. This radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Vacation Bible School is coming soon, July 8th through 11th. This is for ages 3 through the 5th grade. It's a miraculous mission, how Jesus saves the world. It's from 5.30 to 8 p.m., July 8th through 11th. Trinity Lutheran Church Picnic is coming up. It's July 12th at 6 p.m. Hamburgers, pie, all sorts of good things. Games for all ages, laser tag, and that would be fun. Inflatables, ladies' egg bake sale, and a pie auction. Dorcas Ladies' Aid will meet Wednesday, July 3rd at 1.30 p.m. That's Wednesday, July 3rd at 1.30 p.m. All the ladies of the congregation are invited to attend. The annual Stone Spray Picnic is coming up. That's Friday, July 19th at 6 p.m. It's at St. John's Lutheran Church in rural Purdy. In other news... Men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week. Call the church office for more information. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service.
Oh Jesus, we thank you that you are our shelter and our shade, that you are our Messiah and our Savior. We thank you, Lord, because without you, apart from you, truly, Lord, we are nothing. But with you, Lord, we are redeemed, forgiven, and loved children of the Heavenly Father, who are seen as perfect by our Heavenly Father, because you have given us your perfect righteousness. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for the baptized, that the Spirit would constantly open our ears to hear Jesus' word and set our tongues free to glorify him who does all things well. Lord, in your mercy. For all the servants of the word, that through their preaching and teaching, the healing waters of the gospel may flow through the wilderness of this world, quenching thirst with the gift of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for recently re-elected President Matthew Harrison. We pray that you would guard and keep him as he serves us in a difficult office. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would send an extra amount of your Holy Spirit to be with him, to grant him all wisdom and discernment, and most especially, Lord, to always remind that him too, Lord, that his sins are forgiven by Jesus, just like ours are. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanksgiving to you for our LYF youth, that you would bless the things that they have learned in their trip this past week, that you would help them through your process of sanctification to become more and more holy, more and more set apart, this power, Lord, that you do through them and for them. And finally, Lord, that you would bring them all safely home today. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for freedom from all prejudice that judges with evil thoughts and makes divisions. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all in authority in our land that God would grant them wisdom, courage, civility, and honor as they carry out their difficult responsibilities. Lord, in your mercy. We pray also for all who suffer oppression from the evil one, for all who battle under sickness or loneliness or grief, for all whom we have been asked to remember, especially those on our health list, for Melba and for Landreth, Janice and Carol, Orrin and Ethel and Joan and Addison and Steve and Becky and Wayne and Bob and Mark, Lorne and Gary, and Emma, for Brenda, and for Rose Marie, for Bob, and John, for Debbie, for Bob, and Mary, for Fred, for Lisa, and Jen, for Catherine, and for Deborah, for Joe, and for Philip, Louise, Ruth, and Loetta, and for all those, Lord, that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, that we name before you in our hearts. We pray that Christ would grant them deliverance and healing according to his gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. We pray also for all who come to the Lord's altar today, that acknowledging our unworthiness to so much as gather the crumbs from under his table, 
that Christ, in his great love for us, may mercifully feed us with his very body and blood and grant us to rejoice forevermore in his love and to show forth his praise in lives dedicated to works of faith. Lord, in your mercy. We also pray for blessings upon all of those who are celebrating birthdays soon. We thank you and we pray especially for Pete upon his 89th birthday. Lord, you knew everything about him before his birth, and you have promised to never leave him. May he feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered his steps. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you for journeying with all with anniversary soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and families. We thank you for those celebrating anniversaries soon, for Joe and Lor, Lor, for Joe and Loretta, for Bruce and Lenora, for Roger and Renee. And we pray that you might keep them in their merits so hidden within you that all the forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
distribution hymn is I Want to Walk as a Child of Light, Lutheran Service Book 411. Fortresses are God, one of my favorites. Hymn 657, verses 1 through 4. It's hymn 657, verses 1 through 4.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. pray the post-communion collect together. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn is My Song is Love Unknown, hymn 460, verses 5 through 7. Hymn 460 verses 5 through 7.